Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. Um, he has done so many things for us and um, we can only just receive. He's not expecting us to give. He's expecting us to believe in Him. And believing in Him means that you have received salvation. That's believing. Believing means that we have received salvation. The Bible says that faith comments by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So we need only to hear the Word of God so that we can receive. Hear to receive. And when we receive, we believe in the heart. And when we believe in the heart, we confess with our mouth. And when we confess in our mouth, the way we think, the way we do things, the way we associate with people will be that which pleases God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this time, we'll be looking into pride and humility. Humility. And then, here we have that uh, John 3.16. John 3.16. What does John 3.16 tell us? John 3.16 says it's a popular verse of the Bible. Even almost everybody knows it in the world today. Those that have received salvation knows about it. And those that have not received salvation also knows about it. What does John 3.16 say? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish shall not shall not perish but have eternal life if we read further to 21 we have it in verse 17 that for god did not send his son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world through him whoever believes in him is not condemned is not condemned whoever believes in him Whoever does what believes in him is not condemned, but but whoever does not does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light. Men love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed but whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through god praise the lord hallelujah so anyone that comes into the light Anyone that comes into the light, we see has already received salvation. Anyone that does not come into the light has rejected salvation. Those that come into the light are the ones that believe the gospel, and those that do not come into the light are the ones that reject the gospel. So we can say that anyone who has received the gospel is humble and full of the grace of God and anyone who rejects this so great salvation that God has done in his son first is an antichrist and is proud because they have as because they have accepted to stay in darkness and not wanting to come to the light despising the power of the gospel that flows the head being proud means that a man says he needs not God 
disrespect him of his supremacy when the knowledge of the world can't when the knowledge of the world can't argue anymore whether he exists or not because it is evident that God exists so the devil makes it known as of the beginning as the as he deceived Adam and Eve to be self-sufficient when later knew that they aren't at all the devil is roaming about the world deceiving the world away from God so it is known that the human race is more powerful than that of angels so the human mind is endangered on the basis of standing alone so says God that he does not want anyone the wicked to perish a wicked man is someone who feels powerful over other being proud saying there isn't God to stand against him and God so gracious not wanting them to die but to repent and live and live that is to have life although God is self-sufficient only God that is self-sufficient he is El Shaddai there isn't no one like him anywhere he created us to to make known himself to make known himself consciousness to make known himself consciousness to our heart that not by ourselves we live but by him we live the efficacy of god is shown when he came he humbled himself to become a man that means let's stop there that means God himself is humble. Then, anyone that we can say is of God should also be humble. Because in Philippians chapter, Ephesians chapter 2, 9 to 11, before Philippians chapter 2, before we can even read Philippians chapter 2, the Bible makes us to understand in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, without controversy, without argument, Great is the mystery of godliness that God was revealed to us. And this greatness in this mystery is the fact that God himself became a man. God, the self-sufficient God, became a man. Ate the food of man. God doesn't eat. God doesn't need our food. God doesn't need us to live. But he became a man to be too taught by a man because um, Joseph and Mary too taught Jesus Christ they taught him where to live where to lay his head they told him to do this they told him not to do this they scolded him when he went to the at age 12 when he was with the Pharisees with the teachers of the law they said where have you been we've been looking for you he humbled himself the Bible says that in the book of Philippians chapter 2, the Bible says that he humbled himself even to the point of dying. So Jesus Christ humbled himself to the point of death. So if God in his gloriousness could humble himself, then who are we not to humble ourselves to receive what he has done in himself? In himself, that is in Christ for us. So, what are we saying here? In Philippians chapter 2, verse, verse 9, what does it say? If we have verse 9, it says, Therefore God exalted him to the highest place. Oh, I might even start from verse 9. Let me start from verse 5. 
your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. What did Christ do? Let's see verse 6 of chapter 2 of Philippians. Who being in very nature of God, very nature of God. The very first Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness that God came. How? We are reading it now. That Jesus Christ, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God. Something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Taking the very nature of his servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. So God himself became humble. God himself became humble to the point of to the point of dying. He is not supposed to die because he's a life-giving spirit. God ought not to die. God cannot die. But God died. Why? Because Jesus Christ remained humble. Great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness. Great is the mystery of godliness that is beyond all question. The mystery of godliness is great. He appeared in a body, was vindicated by the Spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. Great is the mystery of godliness that God humbled himself. God became a man. God became a man. So if God became a man, anyone that accepts, that receives the gospel, that believes in the Son of God is humble. Why? Because the person also takes upon himself that he does not need himself to be that good. He needs God to be good. He needs God to live. He needs God to live, to have eternal life. So I humble myself to receive the gospel. You humble yourself to receive the gospel. So the efficacy of God is shown when he himself came, humbled himself to become a man, to save the human race from selfishness of the heart. For he became a man just like us, even unto death on the cross, that all may come on their knees. That is, the power of God is in this that he has done. What has he done? He became a man to save us. That's what, that which he has done, the power of God is in it. So, anyone who comes to him and receives salvation has unput himself by the message of the gospel, the power of God unto salvation. And abides in this by the Spirit of God. So, a man that received the, a man that is that received the gospel is humble. A man that does not receive the gospel is an antichrist and is proud. You read it in John chapter three, sixteen to twenty-one. So, God Himself is humble, and we that have accepted Jesus Christ, and those of us that, and those that will receive salvation. 
will become humble and they will abide, they will live in that humility by the Spirit of God. Why? Because the Spirit of God is the embodiment of this humility. Great is the mystery of godliness that God became a man to save us. He died. So, the Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 9, say, Let this might be in you as it was in Christ who true, who, who thought it not equal with God, although he is God and was humble. So the mind of Christ Jesus true it uh, the mind of Christ Jesus thought it not equal with God, even though he is God. He was God, he is God, he continues to be God. He says to himself, He is not God. He thought it not equal with God. Jesus Christ is the image of God and because it's the image of God that image of God that image of God Jesus Christ is the image of God and that image of God is a man and that man did not put it equal to with God he is humble even to the point of death the book of Luke chapter Book of Luke chapter uh, 24 tells us that Jesus Christ says, Let this cup be taken away from me, but not yet my will, but yours. So Jesus Christ Himself was humble even to the point of death. So sorry, Luke chapter 22, verse Luke chapter 22. Verse um, first 42. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but let yours be done. An angel, verse 43, an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him. And being in anguish, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. So Jesus, being the man who came to save us and who has saved us, because we have believed in him is humble. So the humility, the that act of being humble, that humility is in us because we have believed, and we cannot have that humility from ourselves, it's from him. And that humility can be sustained, we can abide in this humility by the spirit that is in us. And that's why Apostle Paul says that to be carnally minded is dead, but to be spiritually minded is what is life. So anyone that does not receive salvation rejects Jesus Christ. Rejects Jesus Christ and is proud. Is proud, saying to himself, he is self-sufficient. He doesn't need God. But we have accepted Jesus Christ, telling to ourselves, we need God. Every one of us needs God. Even in Acts chapter 17, verse 30, the Bible says that God says that He has overlooked our ignorance and He has commanded all men to do what? To repent. He has commanded all men to repent. Acts chapter 17, verse 30. And I'm going to read it down to the end. He said, in the, in the past, God overlooked such ignorance, but now He commands all people everywhere to repent 
if I should, if, if I can read from verse 29 or verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being, as some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image made by man's design as God. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent, for he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to all men by raising him from the dead. When they heard about the resurrection of the dead, some of them sneered, but others said, We want to hear you again on this subject. At that, Paul left the council. A few men became followers of Paul and believed. Among them was Dionysius, a member of the Areopagus, also a woman named Damaris, and a number of others. So those people that accepted Jesus Christ when Apostle Paul was preaching here, what happened? They have humbled themselves. And those people that did not, they did what? They are proud of themselves. So God does not want even the dead of the proud that I should repent. Because someone that is proud means that he is wicked. He is wicked. So the proud God resists. The humble God embraces. So when we accept the gospel, when we accept the gospel, we do what? We become humble even the more. Even the more. First Peter chapter 5, verse 6. What does it say? It says, Humble yourself, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Because he does what? He cares for you. That is God for us. That is God for us. God does not want us to be self, to be to be of, full of ourselves, but to depend on Him. James chapter four, from verse six. What does it say? He says, "But it gives us more grace." That is why the Scripture says, "God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble." Verse seven now says, "Submit therefore, submit yourselves." Then to God, receive the devil, and he will flee from you. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, purify your heart, you are double-minded. So what is God saying here? He's telling us, if we can accept Jesus Christ, it means we are humbled. We are humble, and the humility cannot come by ourselves. It comes by hearing the word of God. And the word of God is the gospel. And the gospel is the good news. And the good news is that Jesus Christ came to die. He came to die. He was buried and resurrected. The good news rests on the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That we who has accepted, who we accept, will be what? Translated from death into eternal life. Not just life, eternal life. What Jesus Christ in John 10, 10, 10 said, I have come to give them life, even 
more abundantly. That more abundantly is eternal life. Is eternal life. So anyone that is proud rejects the salvation. But anyone that accepts the gospel is humbled, has been humbled by the message of the gospel. So what humbles us? The, the message of the gospel. What makes us humble still? The Holy Spirit that has been given unto us. That has been given unto us. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 